I'm not sure if we'll record it tomorrow or not. You might let Blaine know if it's important to you to be recorded. Um, and I started the ceremony in silence about three nights ago. Um, there are pieces of it that are um, sort of offered for all aspects of creation. So I started generating the prayers for that in silence. And I was communicating with all of you today kind of in a prayerful way that that there was something acting in silence. And I tried saying to all of you, there is a silence which is stillness. But if one is attuned to the silence of the Creator, he is not quiet. Right? She is not still. They are simply silent because they are embodying all sound and all light and all creation. And it's like you become mature enough to go, oh, I can be present with the way the Creator is representing all sound and all light and all creation. And in that silence and lack of perception of light and lack of understanding of creation, I am, right? You are. So that silence is extremely active right now. Just this tremendous sense of the divine acting as all sound and all light and all creation. So let yourself be in that through the night and then tomorrow and then at noon, then it's like that silence is broken, not by me, but by my representing the divine bequeathing this to Daganawita and Hiawatha and Jakunsase and the other people. So we're representing Sam's first transmission to the human race. And we're fully in the middle of it. And then it will be publicly that we're showing it tomorrow from noon, like for about an hour. You feel this? And I go, so he's a world teacher. And then we have other children who would be similar, some of whom will be spoken of and some not. So something is happening with this young man and then the generations of what occurs on the earth. So what would it have been like to be present when Jesus was born or the Buddha was born or Jesus was out on the... Uh, Mount of giving the Sermon on the Mount of Beatitudes. What would the we have this idea of what we think it would have been like? But I remember uh, going to a big conference in 1995 of Yoga for Peace of renowned colleagues from all over the world. It was extraordinary to be with all these people, just amazing and um, incredible. And when the conference was done, some of us were taken up into uh, the Sea of Galilee and the areas of of um, around the Sea of Galilee and up into the Golan Heights and and as we left to go out of Jerusalem and up into the region it, I became so ecstatic sitting in a, a small bus with Blaine there were a number of people together I was aware that the quality of how Jesus taught and left his teaching to become what's called the second coming was active. 
my joy, I've never talked about this part before, my joy at knowing this is coming to pass was so strong, I couldn't sit up straight. I had to lean against the uh, window of the bus. And Blaine asked me if I was all right, and I said yes. And he was without his clothes for a week. They, he had to live in the clothes that he had on. And then they were found. They, they had been left in, a, in another area. So we entered that with his humility and my knowing you must be strong enough to do what God is going to ask of you now. Okay, so Juan, the being who's Jesus, is now entering his middle adolescence. He will not be crucified this time. I would be living very differently if I were preparing a young boy to be crucified. It would be my obligation as a protector, like a godmother, to speak in a completely different way today. Many people will listen to this. People will believe me, they won't believe me. And there's always a woman who says, a child is coming to these people. My daughter is pregnant. My son-in-law needs a sweater. Right? She's unafraid because no matter how much the good mind is acting or not, her heart and womb must tend heaven. And then there are men who listen to her. And then these children now are following the good mind. And Jesus and Daganawita will not fail. They will not be hurt. And who will we be as a human race, a global civilization, with the maybe four to 5,000 colleagues they have here upon the earth? Who will we be? So we go out tonight with this vast silence from God, filled with the sounds of everything, the comprehensive light beyond the earth of the whole cosmos, including the earth, all of creation, and then ourselves as these instruments, just ordinary, yet this instrument and this one and this one and this one. And then we just comfort ourselves so that your human body is at ease, and then we come into this beautiful ceremony tomorrow. Okay. So let's close our eyes and we'll just do a, a meditation for a little bit. Be aware of allowing yourself to be grounded like the great trees. Very center of the earth, molten in its core, supporting you. The firmament of the mantle of the earth upholding you. Every cell of your body wanted on this earth every atom of your body cherished upon this earth, loved, 
respected. With my direction, wishing for each of you, each of us, for all of humanity to have our direction from the divine, alive here and toward the divine. Undisturbed, humble and real, loving and true. Allow the heart and mind and soul to be open to heaven. That you simply allow your own practices and traditions, but the quality of grace, the quality of the divine will and ways. Allow the heart and soul to be part of this great mystery And yet let the heart and soul be competent and comfortable with what one can know. To be at ease with what is natural for your ways of thinking and feeling. Don't judge yourself or beat yourself up. Recognize, I have a certain temperament. I have certain genetic patterns. I have certain patterns of my age, my generation. Allow those qualities that are the temporal qualities of your body to be tolerated by you, not beaten up. They don't have to be perfect. Yes, I'm a human being. I am a, I am a vessel. And from the heart and soul with gratitude, allow that quality of the vessel of you as human being. Be aware in the heart and soul of allowing the breath to be at ease, exhaling places of tension and loss or worry. There's tremendous anxiety in the world. There's so much, so many thought forms, such a large population. Just allow yourself to be at ease with any anxiety you have. It's a natural quality when there's a lot of busyness or argument in the human fray. And yet, in the heart and soul, comfort yourself. You know, the anxiety, it's all right, but I'm going to let it go. And just breathe. And allow grace to be everywhere within me. The grace of heaven, the grace of the universe, blessing through all aspects of creation, I'm going to accept the humility of being a temporal human being. And from the heart and soul, reassure your body. I will live a certain length of years. And I trust that heaven will act through me in the most grace-filled way for that path. Without worry, without disturbance. Let there be courage. I want my length of years. I'm 
grateful to be alive and well. And yet I am humble and modestly natural in what that timing should be. From the heart and soul, comfort the body and let the body know when it is my time, I will create a form for loved ones to take care of me. The body gets very frightened of the soul leaving it. So be aware, will I have a sister take care of me, a spouse, a sibling, a child, a grandchild, a friend, so that my body knows, oh good, I go with you. I go back into the dust of the forest floor, the mountain ethers, the lake, and yet the essence of me goes with you, comes from eternity with you, goes back into eternity with you, yet as that vessel falls away, it will be all right. Let yourself acknowledge that so your body can accept the deep, challenges of the spiritual path. Otherwise, the body tends to be frightened. It doesn't want to do things. It doesn't want you to leave it. And of course, that's really just your body's great affinity for your soul. It's the vessel holding you so that you can be and do all these things that the divine has created, created you to, to be and do. Then be aware in the heart and soul of letting your breathing be at ease again. Let go of any tension, any worry. And let go of anything in your breathing that is not at peace. So what you're breathing in is peace. We tend to think of peace as being an achievement that's not war. Let there be, my nature is peace. I just wasn't taught that. I guess we weren't taught that. Wow, what it is to be a baby and realize my entire sense of my physical and other bodies is a creature of peace. The peace of heaven on earth. An instrument of heaven on earth. Like Francis of Assisi saying, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Be aware in the heart and soul of allowing the ancestors of your own lineages, your own family histories, those of spouses or companions if you have them, close friends, let the ancestors of these loved ones be a strength to you. That wherever they are in space and time, in physical bodies or not, in the heavens, that they're a great blessing to you, watching over you. Again, that their wisdom, their harmony, their societal ways helps you. Upholds you sustains you. 
a lot of the quality of angels or non-physical beings who are great benevolent guides to be beside you. Let the saints and sages known to you, whom you admire or have studied, be a strength to you, to help protect and guide you. Let the saints and sages of other traditions unknown to you, who might be helpful for you, be welcomed beside your soul and your life. Then as you breathe out, let go of any karmas with difficult ancestors, relatives, friends, lovers, colleagues, neighbors, where there has been disharmony and fighting and argument, hostility, mental and personality and emotional level and even physical violence. Give them back to God, give them back to the divine and ask, may these beings realize their deepest paths. Whatever those paths may be, wherever the beings themselves may be, physically alive or not. In the heart and soul, allow the places where you have been fighting with them or you have been a bit off or falling down in your own path, just allow those to be aligned. May the parts in me that were incomplete or unable or inept be realized and be allowed to just be in the divine and be at peace. May any injuries I carry or places where I've been stopped on my path or harmed or unable to be directionally where I was trying to go in consciousness or life, may those be restored. May all of the other human beings and I be forgiven for the harm we engaged willfully or unwillingly with one another May we be released from this. May they learn in non-injurious ways their deepest paths in the lessons we were not able to accomplish. And may I learn in non-violent ways, in benevolent ways, the lessons which were too difficult or incompletely learned by me with these other human beings. Then within the heart and soul, be aware of allowing the quality of Dagonarita's transmission to bless you. <coughs> be aware he would meet a person and say to them, now we will turn to the good mind.
be aware of simply allowing his invitation to you to be welcomed and allow that quality of his mantle of work to bless you so that you are yourself as the person you are in the family you're from in the tribal affiliations you come from in your heritage and you are beside him allowing him to invite you to that quality of the good mind what is it like as you welcome this for your heart and soul to let the two of you be of one mind in a sense a quality of well-being a quality of heaven beyond duality be aware that you will not lose some part of yourself allowing him to bless you or allowing heaven to bless you through him through his mantle through his goodness be aware in the heart and soul of what qualities, what virtues do you have in your being which are helpful for the great peace, which would be helpful for the human race, helpful for your family or loved ones, your community, helpful for yourself. If you're hard on yourself and think, I don't have enough qualities, I go, just let the innocence of that be part of the gift. I don't know what I have that's helpful. My grandmother Cora, as an old woman just at her kitchen table, would have been helpful for all of us today. In her simplicity, her flower dress, her little hair tied up, pinned up, and a little French twist in her head her little earrings. She would have made sure each of you had something to drink and a comfortable place to sit in her front room or kitchen. A capacity to be a mother of the great peace. My mother's mother. Yet if I ask Cora, Grandma, what would you feel today? She might think, well, I shouldn't be there, honey. She's not alive anymore, but if she were, she might think, I, I can't go there. I have a, an eighth grade education. What do I know? I would think everything. All that makes us adequately good to sit here today and take care of one another humanly, I've learned from you. So where you're hard on yourself of, I don't have anything to give, I realize that's the part of you that's like an empty cup. It's not self-important, 
but it is present and alive. Just allow those humble parts of you to be turned toward virtue, toward love, toward the heart, toward heaven, just toward goodness, toward tender humor. Then what will begin tonight for the condolence ceremony from the heart and soul is something hugely important in the Confederacy tradition and not spoken of a lot to outsiders. Everything begins with gratitude. Everything begins with thankfulness. The Confederacy holds that one is to be thankful. Ah, my life, it is good. Ah, my breath, it is good, thank you. This day, when I awakened at dawn or the middle of the night or early or late, what a blessed day. I am so grateful. Ah, that I can hear these words today, that I can speak to my friends, that we could sip water or tea or coffee alone and together. I am so grateful. The clothing covering my healthy body, I am filled with gratitude. That my body could stand and sit and walk and journey, whether with ease or challenge, I am so grateful. I am so vital and alive. What gratitude. I'd like you to be aware through the whole night tonight, over and over, I am so grateful for my father, for my mother, for my siblings, if you have them, living or deceased. My gratitude for them wherever they are. My gratitude for myself, my spouse or partner, if I have one, my solitude, if you are alone, my friends, my colleagues, children or grandchildren, or not, again, my solitude that allows me to be a shepherd, a mentor for the children of others, the grandchildren and youths of others. Grateful for my home, my resources, the harmony that allows me to sit in this room without weapons, without even a weapon lingering in my mind, without even weapons lingering of my emotions against people attacking me at work, or home. I am simply giving their weapons to the creator and allowing my emotions, my personality and mind to be an instrument all for one, one for all, toward the great peace, toward the good mind.
coming from one direction, going to one direction. I am so grateful for my own mental health in that regard. I am grateful that my energy can then be used towards spiritual study and a vital life of peace. No energy wasted on people's petty arguments that want to pull me away from where we're going. I'm going in that one direction. Be aware of the wellness of emotions that allows you your domain of human care and intimacy and love that gathers us all here today. And the love and care of family members who have supported our being here today. The many friends from afar whose prayers and curiosity and love are with us today. Many of whom will get to hear this and yet have been with us in spirit on these days. Be aware of letting go of places where you are not supported by family or loved ones or friends, but where there's jealousy or argument or pettiness and realize, you know, I'm just going to give that back to the Creator. I'm going toward Twyla's statement of Dagonawita's one for all and all for one. That mantle of the good mind. As Hiawatha tear-streaked cheeks spoke the words of Dagonawita, just so the two men, heart to heart, soul to soul, representing the great peace, stand beside each of us as we become children of that great peace, representatives of that great peace. Nobly, courageously, tenderly, strongly, Be aware of allowing the great peace to be so much within you of heaven. You're not really interested in any, any weapons. Not really of interest. Not where you're going. Just like Joseph Brodsky, being aware of turning toward, where does the poetry come from, you degenerate? Well, I believe it comes from God. Colleagues thought the end is near for him. He's destroyed his life. We wouldn't be sitting here if it weren't for his presence as a loved one beside me. He's like a guardian angel with me all the time. I have a painting, a watercolor painting of a man walking in St. Petersburg. And I have it hanging by my desk where I do most of my work, and I think, well, that's like Brodsky right there, right there beside us all. Then be aware in your heart and soul, what is one beautiful gesture you could express tonight, tomorrow, 
or later in the week as you go home that has meaning for you. Brodsky's would be writing a poem or going for a walk. Someone else's might be picking wildflowers. Someone else's might be communicating with a loved one, watching the clouds and saying a prayer for humankind, or being quiet about humankind and sitting quietly on the front porch and looking out and simply generating a prayer for the earth and the plants and the animals and the elements. But be aware of allowing through you as an instrument of the great peace, some physical gesture you could offer tonight, in the morning, in the next few days, that is your gesture. And then is part of your response to Daganawida as the two of you together receive the blessing of his destiny or mantle given to him and given to you beside him. What does that feel like? No enemy to face, no war to fight. Going beside Chief Shenandoah down to Valley Forge to help take care of Washington he didn't agree with a lot of things Washington did, but he knew from the creator, from the divine, I'm to help that man. I must help that leader to become a greater leader than he is. And then we're going to end in the next 10 minutes or so, listening today to the voice of his grand, great-granddaughter. Who would know? The ripples of this man, Shenandoah, shaping our country. So we might listen to the words and the blessing of his Messiah, his guru or his saint of his people. Oh my goodness, Shenandoah was led to do this his descendant singing to us. And then I, beside Daganawita, move like this, picking this flower, walking this country lane, or deciding when I'm home, I'm going to hike here, or sit by this stream, or hug my granddaughter. Just allow it to be your own signature and realize between Daganawita and myself, there is the good mind, the great peace. What does that feel like? No one will take that away from you. Oh, it is time. I can embody this principle now. Ah, I rest in receiving this from heaven. I enter this evening and the night allowing this blessing 
to be fully within all parts of my being. I offer my heartfelt prayers for the entire human race to allow this to move among us all, humankind. I give extreme gratitude to the trees and the plants and the animals and the elements who allowed supporting this to move all through us. So patient, all of creation, waiting for humankind for a thousand years. Express such gratitude to the natural world. And pay attention through the night to what arises within you, both the gifts and the insecurities or challenges that maybe need your love or attention so that the great peace matures in you and you, known and unknown, are an instrument of heaven on earth in this great movement that thankfully has been ordained for what we call the human being. And we accept fully the mantle of Daganawita and his holy family, Jukunsase Hiawatha, and the ancestors and current members of the Confederacy here upon the earth, humbly receiving their guidance, their place beside us, and the great blessing of this place beyond hatred and warfare. Last, in the hearts and souls of us all, may we accept the qualities of comprehensive peace which have been given to other tribes in the world, the Kogi people in South America, aspects of the Aborigines, maybe a handful of other tribes around the world who have elements of universal peace. May we accept the transmissions or the mantles of their leaders so the human race becomes this principle all for one and one for all and yet each of us also as a unique individual just as Daganawita was beside Hiawatha, beside Jakunsase, beside his mother, beside his grandmother beside the male tribal leaders. Let those historic leaders be a protection in which you rest through the night tonight. Let the heart and soul just be at peace. Reassure the cells of your body that Nothing is going to harm you, but that your definition of yourself doesn't need to be in a duality of war and peace, or weaponry and lack of weaponry, but in the sense of the good mind. The two men, Daganawita and Hiawatha, coming together 
with the good mind so that the two together expressed the space between them where God's will was mature and ripe. What does that feel like? Oh, God acted, that which we call God, acted in the space between the two men. <coughs> Heaven acted in the space between the two men. So it isn't either or, you're my friend, you're my enemy. It's, oh, you and I, and between us, when we become we, oh, we are a vessel together, the good mind, for God to be present. As if there were three of us there, the divine and you and me. Oh, why was I not taught this as a little child? You are there, a friend is there, the divine is there, the three of you are one. You, the other being, and the divine. If, if you can allow the good mind to Ganawita and Hiawatha, you and your colleague or friend, you and your spouse, oh, we, we and the Creator, oh, there is the great peace. Let the body and heart and soul rest in this through the night. Again, let these ancestors of the Confederacy be a protective factor beside you tonight, particularly the male chiefs that were given this as a transmission beyond war. Let yourself go into the evening with just a beautiful evening and night. And again, pay attention to what arises in you that is at ease or that needs your attention as you let this percolate inside you. And then last, as you, uh, this will be after tomorrow, but as you go out in the coming week and months, don't let anyone come in and say, I'm here, let's fight. Just realize, oh, we are working toward the good mind, you and I. I'm not going to leave it. I'm here with you and with what the Creator is doing between us. And then if their mind thinks, oh, you're being stupid and I want to fight, and you're going to say, I think, I'm paying attention to the Creator and you attuned also to one for all and all for one. They may not show up right away, but you are standing with them being in that direction. Daganawita for a long time stood with people simply facing that direction. And then the divine can be teaching you as that other human being gets ready for the great peace, but you're ready now. So realize I'm facing that direction. I'm letting the divine teach me. I'm wanting it for that other person. So he and I, or she and I, or they and I, are of the good mind. And then just be committed to your own diligence toward that, that good mind. That place of you as part of the great peace. 
As for the protection and mentoring and support you need around you spiritually for that to be held as you practice this. And then the divine will not fail you, nor will these ancestors. And then you're part of the movement of this as the transmission of Dagana Wita enters the entire human race. And the young boy man turns to the maturity of his adult mantle, moving out through humanity, all plants, all animals, all creation. To that great tree of peace he represented being everywhere upon the earth with the eagle flying over it, watching out, calling us forward at this time to our destiny. Let your breathing be at ease. As you're ready, come back to your breath, just the ease of your body awake. Open your eyes as you're ready.